Tunisia's jasmine revolution against corruption, poverty and political repression finally ended the long rule of dictatorial strongman President Zina al-Abidin ben Ali and helped spawn the so-called Arab Spring right across the Middle East. A song by Tunisian rapper El General ripped into Ben Ali's much-feared regime in a way few, if any, had ever dared before. It became the anthem of the uprising to many. When this song was released, it was a shock for me because I didn't know where these words would take me, as there was surveillance, repression, and the possibility of bad reaction from the authorities then. There were also consequences for the opposition at the time, which really scared me, as I was very young. At the moment, I realized the danger of what I'd done, and understood that I had challenged the system, and it is not easy to do that. Soon after El General's song went viral, he was arrested before being released a few days later. After the revolution, he took a break from music to raise his family. But now in his mid-thirties, has returned to composing songs as he watches the country's freedoms being eroded all over again. I am one of many who feel our country is in danger. I see a lot of people getting detained and beaten up. We don't know why this is happening, but we are trying to find out. It feels like some kind of revenge. We didn't expect this level of repression. Opposing President Kais Syed is a risky business. Here in central Tunis, and outside the headquarters of the Enhada party, that's the main opposition group in this country, it's been closed down and its leader jailed. The same fate has befallen dozens of other politicians, journalists, academics and activists who've criticised the president. This father and daughter have first-hand experience of what happens to family members who rock the boat. Shema Issa, a prominent opposition activist and women's rights campaigner, was arrested at a police roadblock in February, soon after posting likes for two tweets critical of President Kais Saeed. Her sister, Hadija, says she and her family are devastated. The arrest of Shema has had a significant impact on my psyche. Shema and I were inseparable, we were always together. When Shema was arrested, my life came to a halt, and it revolved around seeking assistance, imprisonment, and home confinement. Now I'm trying to cope with the shock and the unjust manner in which Shema, a loving woman to everyone, has been treated. Her son is in France, struggling psychologically and unable to return. The entire family is suffering because of what has happened to Shema. Shema was accused of conspiring against the state, a charge that can carry many years in jail. 
early this morning, two plainclothes police officers came to our guest house in Tunis and asked the owner if she knew where we're planning to go today. Since then, the same car has been following us everywhere we go, right behind. And it's still there. I've been advised not to point the camera at their car, but I've a feeling that those inside want us to know they're there. Mosaic FM is not only Tunis's most popular radio station, it's also the most critical of President Kais Said. The station's owner is facing corruption charges, and one of its journalists has been jailed for five years for disclosing information about the country's security services. Others fear falling foul of a new law against spreading false information and rumors. Those convicted face five years jail, double to 10 if such content concerns state officials. Yet it seems the president's hardline authoritarian regime is proving surprisingly popular with many Tunisians after years of squabbling, inept and corrupt elected governments that followed the 2011 revolution. It's a shame, but you can't blame them. Um, and with what these people were doing with the country, I was afraid of people wanting more and more repression, more and more uh, control of everything, because in their minds, democracy rhymes with anarchy. Democracy rhymes with uh, impunity. So, uh, and freedom of speech rhymes with uh, abuses and uh, total absence of the rule of law. So right now what's going on, I mean, I think what's going on actually is going to lead us to become a failed state. After being elected with a landslide majority in 2019, former law professor Kais Said went on to mount what his critics have called a coup. In 2021, he suspended Tunisia's parliament before giving himself the power to rule by decree. He then scrapped the country's judicial council, dissolved Tunisia's already suspended parliament and fired 57 judges before enlarging his powers even further after a constitutional referendum. These people, some sub-Saharan migrants, others members of Tunisia's minority black population, were forced to flee their accommodation and jobs after an incendiary racist speech in February by President Said. Growing attacks on migrants across Tunisia have followed. But the same weekend, an EU delegation arrived in the country to discuss giving his government more than 100 million euros to help humanely stop migrants crossing to Europe, a deal since formally agreed. Kais Said suddenly displayed a newfound fondness for the people he'd so recently accused of ruining Tunisia. Despite the new EU money, 
this heavily indebted country's economy continues to nosedive and unrest is slowly growing. This group of striking delivery workers say rising prices and stagnant wages leaves them unable to feed their families, even when working seven days a week. President Said has been very successful in suppressing opposition, but he's had a much tougher time keeping prices down. And here in this market in central Tunis, that's causing great suffering. Traders here say wholesale prices are rising so fast that many can't afford to buy what they sell anymore. Many people suffer and cannot even afford a sandwich. Some sleep on the pavement and others search through garbage for food. There are people who cannot find medicine. My heart goes out to them. Many staples like sugar, rice, oil and flour are becoming hard to find, never mind afford. And some potentially life-saving medicines for the treatment of critical heart and kidney diseases are no longer available, forcing doctors to advertise on social media for people travelling abroad to bring some home with them. Sub-Saharan migrants desperate to leave the country are now being joined by thousands of impoverished Tunisians who've given up hope. The IMF has offered the government a nearly 2 billion euros bailout on condition that it scraps costly food subsidies and slims down the country's huge civil service. But President Said has refused, knowing that doing so could spark an uprising against him, just like the one that toppled his predecessor, Ben Ali, in 2011. All of which has left many asking if this heralds the death of democracy for a country that had inspired so many others. We hope that we will be able to keep on doing our job. We hope that we would be able to still broadcast political shows because we, 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 no one could do that before the, the revolution. And we hope that this country will get a little bit better because, I mean, just like we say, we have one life. <laughs> we do not want to spend, in, spend it fighting for a better country. We, we wish that someday we will be able to live in the country that we hoped for. Sheba Issa, Tunisia's first female political prisoner, was finally released from jail earlier this month. Yet many other opponents of President Kais Saied remain behind bars. It seems Tunisians continue to face a stark choice between creeping dictatorship or a return to anarchic democracy. Thank you.